from KQED. You're listening to Queued Up. I'm Ryan Levy. That's the sound of your alarm clock waking you up an hour earlier than you were expecting today because it's time to spring forward. That's right. Daylight saving time begins today, March 10th. And a lot of people are not big fans. I do not like it. Well, it throws me off. It throws off my physical clock. I'd rather just have it be, you know, the same. I'd be okay to get rid of it as well. I'm fine with the regular nature cyclical time changes, but to, you know, keep flopping back and forth, I just think is silly. And it's not just annoying to lose an hour of sleep. The switch to daylight saving time can actually be dangerous. Studies have linked spring forward to increased heart attacks, stroke, and traffic accidents. According to researcher Benjamin Smarr at UC Berkeley, we have circadian clocks in every cell in our body trying to keep time. So when that timing is kicked out of whack, it can mess everything up. Our attention, perception, digestion, emotions, even our blood pressure. One thing falling apart looks scary when you realize that all these other things around it have also fallen apart and that they're also sort of fighting with each other for saying, it's time to sleep, no, it's time to digest, no, it's time to be active. So why do we put ourselves through this physiological nightmare? Here's KQD Science's Danielle Venton. The idea dates back centuries. In 1784, Benjamin Franklin was the American ambassador to France. He was in the habit of staying up late to write by candlelight and then sleeping till noon. In a satirical essay written for the Journal de Paris, he describes waking one morning, due to a loud noise, at 6 a.m. and being shocked to see the sun was already up. If I had not been awakened so early in the morning, I should have slept six hours longer by the light of the sun and in exchange have lived six hours the following night by candlelight, the latter being a much more expensive light than the former. This is the essence of daylight saving time in a nutshell. Franklin even estimated Parisians could save 64 million pounds of candle wax a year by getting up with the sun and going to bed when it was dark, which shifts throughout the year due to the tilt of the earth. The idea was kicked around again in the late 19th century, but it wasn't until World War I when it was widely adopted by countries in the war to save energy. After the end of the war, it was repealed. But then when World War II came, within a month of Pearl Harbor, we put in the I saving time again for the same reason, to help the war. David Perot literally wrote the book on the subject. He's the author of Seize the Daylight, the curious and contentious story of daylight saving time. World War II ended, it became uh, voluntary, and several parts of the country had it and other parts didn't. California has had daylight saving time since 1949, but not all states do this. Arizona and Hawaii already maintain standard time year-round, and Florida is considering doing the opposite, going to permanent daylight time. One reason, energy savings aren't what they used to be. The studies don't show much of an effect. Dan Kamen is an energy expert at UC Berkeley. He says the most recent studies looking at the effects of daylight saving time show a one-half to one percent energy savings or even a loss. So to my eye, these are basically a wash. They're not an argument for or against daylight savings time. Thanks to KQD science reporter Danielle Benton for that story. And as Danielle reminds me, California voters actually decided in November that they want the legislature to consider adopting daylight saving time year-round and end this twice-a-year switch. That legislation is expected to get a hearing later this month. I'm Ryan Levy. Have a good week.